Hey, Donnie here. I wanted to tell you about Champions 90. Champions 90 isn't a workout routine or a fitness routine. This is about you transforming your life mentally, giving yourself an upgrade while you build to business freedom. Champions 90 is about you getting quiet with your thoughts, staying focused on building your business and getting you to freedom. Come join the challenge at champions90.com. Hey, hey guys. You know, it's been a while since I've come on here and done what they call, you know, rant. Um, I've really spent the, this podcast helping other people get their messages and stories out because there's some really, really good stories out there in the marketplace that people need to hear and hear the message with all these guests are bringing, you know, but I've gotten so many messages, DMs, emails, LinkedIn messages from people asking me to come back and start doing the rants again. So I'm going to come back in, give some rants, talk about some of the hot topics that keep popping up in our you know, Facebook group called Success Champions and then all the emails and messages I received. So you're going to see a lot more rants. But I'm Donnie Bovey and this is Success Champions. And on this episode, we're going to talk about five things that you can do to make sure you don't spend your family time working. As always, I just can't do this show without the support of sponsors. And I'll tell you, Point Blank Safety Services has been along for the ride with me on this for over 200 episodes. And I'm so proud to have partnered with them and continue to help spread their message. If you're ever curious to hear a deeper dive on their story, you should go check out episode 22 of the podcast where I interview Stacy McGovern and, and we really talk about the journey of Point Blank Safety Services. Trust me, you'll be glad to go hear what they've accomplished and done um, with their story. But what Point Blank Safety does is they employ armed off-duty police officers to protect our freeways, construction sites, our assets. You know, they do things like active shooter training. They they you know, cover the entire state of Texas with, you know, these amazing officers providing them a couple of things. They're providing them an additional income to their current police salaries, which allows them to go continue to stand up and protect our lives, but also earn extra money so they can support their families while they put their lives on the line for us on a regular basis. I mean, how cool is that? You know, Stacy came up with the entire idea when her husband was and her just starting out in their lives and he was a cop and they were trying to make ends meet. And there was just a couple of gaps in the industry that she found. And they've now built a tremendously large business that's covering the entire state of Texas, you know, uh, helping making sure our construction workers get home safe, our, our, you know, we get home safe on the freeways and they take care of our buildings and assets. It's an amazing, amazing organization. One of the things I love about them the most is they set up a nonprofit called the Blue Family Fund that supports the families of fallen officers through scholarships and and sometimes just funds and support to help through those really, really troubled times. So do me a favor, go check out pointblanksafety.com and tell them Donnie sent you. If you need security service, safety service, active shooter training, you know, all that kind of stuff. Stacy and her team are there to take care of you and they'll make sure that everything you need is protected by an off-duty armed police officer. And we're really excited to bring on, you know, our newest sponsor, which is Icy Tech Coolers. Um, Patrick Mudge, who's the president and CEO over there, has become a good friend of mine. And, you know, Patrick's story, he's told it on the podcast as well. But but when he told me he was going to, you know, get involved with this cooler company, I really kind of in the back of my mind, I was excited for him, but I was also thought he was a little bit crazy because, you know, the cooler industry is a very, very competitive marketplace. And there's a couple of brand names that own a majority of this market share. And I thought, how the hell is he going to come in and compete? 
until he sent me a cooler. So I get this icy tech cooler in the mail and there's this huge box on my front porch. And I thought, oh, see, I've got one of those big off name brand or big name brand, you know, coolers. And I just know that when we pick that heavy ass thing up and we throw it in the truck and fill it full of ice and beer, wherever we are, that big name brand cooler is going to stay there. You're not moving it, right? Because it's full of beer and ice and it's just not moving. So when I saw this box in my front porch, I thought, oh, crap, there's no way I'm getting this thing in the house by myself. So I remember I called my wife over and said, hey, help me get this thing in there. And um, I had gone to get a glass of water or something. And I saw her moving the box in the house. I thought, well, that's odd. How can a badass cooler be that lightweight that she could move it herself? So I get in there and pick it up and the box is very, very, very light. And I think, wow. We open the box up, pull it out. It's this ocean blue color that I ordered, you know, because that's what I wanted was something to make these baby blues stick out. And we take this thing out. And you notice a couple of things really, really quick. Holy shit, this thing is badass manufactured. Rivets, handles, hardcore plastic. But, dude, it's lightweight. It's not like you're lugging around you know, a 500 pound box before you put anything in it. So I worried, you know, would this thing actually hold up to, you know, the Texas summer, 100 plus degree days, cooler full of ice, back of a truck. So we put it through the test, man. We filled that thing full of beer, full of ice. I threw it in the back of the pickup truck. Now, mind you, a 55 quart cooler full of ice and beer, I lifted myself and put in the truck. Now, hold on. I thought, can it hold up to the heat? Dude, this thing survived an entire day sitting in the back of a warm truck. You know, Actually, at one point, we took it out and just set it in the grass next to the truck. We had to grab some things full of ice, beer, and everything else. And, and I'm telling you, at the end of the day, it was still full of ice. Not so much beer, but full of ice. And this thing is badass. And I'm so proud of Patrick and, and what his team has done. You know, partnering up with race cars, you know, TV shows and fishing shows. It's amazing what they're doing with this brand and company to really bring it to the marketplace. And part of the proceeds of the cooler sales go support the the SEAL family fund. And I mean, I just love that any company will give back to where their roots are, their passion or their hobby. So do me a favor, go to icy-tech.com. And when you go to checkout, you can put the word success in your promo code and you will get a $25 or get $25 off your purchase of a cooler. You can also go to icy-tech.com backslash discount backslash success. And you'll get the same offer. So, so head over to IC Tech, use the promo code SUCCESS. Tell them Donnie sent you in the notes. You get $25 off the cooler. And trust me, you get to pick colors, design, styles, everything. These are some badass coolers. So let's talk about how as an entrepreneur, can you handle time management? So when you're spending time with your family, you're actually spending time with your family. So a little background on this. For those who don't know my story very well, I spent 20 years in the sales game. Um, last seven of those, you know, before I went on my own, I was a national sales trainer. And I really enjoyed that time. But those years in the sales game, time management wasn't something I had to really worry about. And here's what I mean is I was a sales guy. My job was go out and get the business or get somewhere and train. You know, it, it, a lot of the shot of things. Go get the business, train the business, rinse, wash, repeat, right? So I never was in that spot where I had to worry about my schedule a whole lot. There was always a team, right? Somebody that could help me along the way. So whether I was selling HVAC services, franchise services, um, 
commercial printing training. It didn't matter, you know, whatever I was doing, there was always a team to help pick up some of the pieces of this. So, so, you know, time management really wasn't something I concerned myself about. Um, I mean, I still did it just not to the extreme as I do now, you know, when I launched my business in 2017, I can, I, I, just, I mean, I was ignorant on a lot of things, but I was really, you know, ignorant on, on this whole time management thing, right? Because, you know, never before had I had to sell it, kill it, screen it, you know, deliver it, you know, all this shit to make sure that, that the client got what they needed. And let alone, I had to do the operations, the finance, accounting, collections, you know, whatever. All the additional ancillary stuff that came along with it. So, very quickly on with all the different clients, different projects, and everything else, I literally looked like that clown with all the spinning plates on the on the sticks. I'm sure you've seen those on America's Got Talent or whatever shows are out there, and you know they're running around spinning a plate, you know, making sure that thing stays up there. And as one plate gets a little bit slow, it starts wobbling, and they got to run over and they got to spin another plate, right? You know, that's what my business felt like because I was constantly bouncing all over the place trying to get things done in a time schedule that made sense. So, so I wasn't doing it well at all. And I was having to learn to figure out how to do this so I could continue to move my business forward but also move my life forward. So as I dive into you know these five things you can do to make sure you're moving this business forward, um, you take some notes um, because this this has been game changer stuff for me. So number one, time management is a mindset, and here's what I mean. I had a conversation through Facebook Messenger with one of my buddies, kind of a mentor, um, Brad Milford. And I sent Brad a message because I had a couple of things that were just banging around in my head that I wanted to bounce off somebody. And so I sent Brad a message and I said, hey, do you got time to jump on a Zoom call? You know, anytime in the near future, Brad's a busy guy. You know, I didn't expect him to drop the world and get on the horn with me, but he looked at me and his response was surprising. And he says, let's do it now. I manufacture time. And I went, holy shit. Why don't I do that? And so we jumped on the call. We had a great meeting and, and phenomenal conversation, right? And he helped me work through some things. I helped him work through some things. I mean, it was just a great conversation. And I remember when we got off that call, that phrase, I manufacture time, just stuck with me. And I thought, man, I have got to apply that to my life. Because here's what I know. Mindset is the answer every time. I don't care what the problem or question is. Mindset is the answer first. Okay. And I was realizing that my time management was a mindset flaw with how I was approaching anything because I grew up in a lifestyle of I don't need to worry about mindset. I mean, worry about time management. I didn't think about the mindset behind it, I was just trying to cram as much shit as I possibly could into um, everything that would allow me to manage my time better. And, and I don't know, I'm just the kind of the bull in the China shop guy that if you just cram enough shit, eventually it works. And the problem was, is that wasn't working great in my business. So you know, for me to figure out all this mindset, mindset stuff, this time management stuff, the thing I literally had to start doing was mentally 
shifting my my mindset over to to I'm a business owner. I manage my time. Time doesn't manage me. And I know you've all heard the phrase that we all get the same 24 hours in the day. And there's a lot of truth in that, but there's also not a lot of truth in that. Here's what I mean is the people who manufacture their time, they have 24 hours in a day. But the people who are a slave to time have a different 24 hours in the day. And what happens is, is the people with that business owner mindset that own and manufacture time, they have these time block pauses where the people who time owns them have these, these, these time management separations. And here's what I mean. A business owner is always in the business. I know. This whole point of this, this, this podcast episode is to talk about how to turn it off when you're with the family. But the truth be told, if you're a real business owner moving your business forward, you're so geeked out on what you do in running your business, it's never going to fully turn off, okay? But I can tell you that the opposite of that is, is people who are owned by time are people that they go work this job, eight to five, nine to six, whatever it is, eight to eight whatever it is. And then as soon as work's done, that portion of their day, life, whatever is done as well. Because now they're 100% focused on the different portion of their life, right? No thinking about business. And I know at one point I was standing in front of a room of people that I was conducting some sales training. And I made this statement to this room of salespeople because I always believe if you sold, you you worked until the deal got done, right? You know, may make some long days there. And I said, you know, hey, you've got to run your sales like you're a business owner. That means the whistle doesn't stop or the work doesn't stop at five, six o'clock. That means you get the deals done, you do what you need to do, and you continue to move forward. And this guy in the room goes, fuck that. Dude, at six o'clock, I'm done. Feet up, beer in hand, and on the couch, they don't pay me enough. Funny thing was, dude was a fucking commission sales guy, right? You know, so it wasn't like uh, they were paying him this massive salary. He was cutting his own freaking, you know, meal ticket away because he was turning off at six. Well, he didn't like my next response because I said, well, if you hate your fucking job so bad, go get a new job. Um, and I don't think he came back to training classes after that. But hey, you know, it's it's the truth. You know, if you're in one of those positions, a lot of times where you're turning off whatever you're doing during the day to completely to to not think about it, odds are you hate your job, you hate what you're doing anyways. So I know it's a it's a slow punch in the face, but you know, it's there's a lot of truth there. So so what you have to understand is there is no time management. You must manufacture your time, and there's a couple of cool ways to do it. So five things you can mentally do to, to become this business owner mindset and really start getting a grip on how you manufacture your time. First one is focus on your strengths and not your weaknesses. And here's what I mean is uh, the champions in the world, you know, the people who are best in their field, sports, business, whatever, and they double down on what they're good at. You know, they, they go all in on their strengths. They're not worried um, about what they they are not good at they just get better at what they're great at so if you want to start flipping the switch and i get it man maybe you're you're a first-time business owner 
you know, and you're like, like what I was and just starting out. So you got to do everything. Right. I get that. You know, there's a lot of things on your plate that you got to do, right? The spinning plates, but figure out what you're strongest at and, and go all in on those strengths and watch what happens when you really get in and start doubling down on your strength. You're going to be amazed at how much you transform and change um, to that business owner mindset because you're playing offense on your strengths and not playing defense by worrying about turning some sort of weakness into a strength. The second one is say no more than yes. And the way I heard this told to me, so I fully would finally wrap my head around it, is a guy in a training session I was at looked at me and said, do you have any daughters? And I said, no, no daughters. And he goes, well, I got to find a way to get you to understand that saying no gives you more power than saying yes. I said, okay. He goes, do you have any nieces? And I said, absolutely. He goes, what you got to understand is the power of that no gets you more respect. And I said, how so? And he simply looked at me and said, what would you rather your niece do? Say more yes or more no? And I know that's blunt, but it's the truth is, is the person who says no more than they say yes is a hell of a lot more respected individual. And it's because you have the courage, you have the, the knowledge, you know what your business needs to do and move forward, and you're doing it, right? I mean, that's, that's, that's the key. The person who says yes all the time, there's names for those people, right? And they don't get respect. They don't get people giving them more of their time. The third thing you can do to, to transition over to a business owner is embrace learning. Not to earn more money, but to learn. See, I think people that struggle with time is because everything feels like a job. But if you're a business owner, you've got to love the expansion, the growth, the punches in the face. You've got to chalk all that up to you're learning how to do it better. And if you're not learning how to develop the processes and things along those lines, then, then you're actively reinforcing that employee mindset, that job mindset. So, so you got to look at everything is what am I learning in this moment? And embrace the fuck out of this. Em em embrace the creation process. Embrace the process making so you can get it you know, sent over to somebody else. That's what you're looking to do. That's what you're looking to create. Number four, surround yourself with other badasses, with other champions. Right? It's one of the reasons we create the Facebook group, Success Champions. And I encourage you to come hang out. But, you know, when you find a group of other people that are business owners who are lit the fuck up and going for it, man, let me tell you, you will absolutely rise up yourself and you'll find ways to get more things done either by getting better than yourself, outsourcing that shit, and, or, or creating systems and processes that you can follow to really ramp the fuck up, right? You know, and the more you find these other ass kickers, man, let me tell you, you can't help but ramp up yourself. And then in the fifth thing, you know, to help change your mindset from, from employee mindset to business owner mindset so you can handle this time management is to start taking more risks and bigger risks, right? Uh, I heard, um, I think it was David Sandler said that you can't get the second with one foot on first. You know, you, you, if you're not taking risk in your business, you're struggling with time management only because 
you're not evolving enough to find yourself in situations where you've got to get creative. And I think that's what risk-taking does a lot for me is it forces me to use portions of my brain that I'm not used to using, right? So, so by taking risk, it shifts that mindset to, okay, this is on me. This is my call. This is my decision. This is what I'm doing to move my mindset and everything forward. So, so it forces the action, which I, which I absolutely love. So number one of the things that you can do so you're not spending all your time, you know, with your family working is, you know, freaking mentally become a business owner, right? And it's so to do that, you focus on your strengths, say no more than yes, embrace learning, not, not to earn money, but to learn, surround yourself with other champions and take risks. Okay. Um, so. What I want you to do is is write down what actions you need to take to mentally shift to a business owner, right? Those are the things you need to do. And you should come to, to the Facebook group, Success Champions, and tell us in there. Um, I think it'd be huge for you and your business. Um, now, the second thing you need to do is, is to justify the tasks you are doing. I think most people, when they're struggling with time management, they're doing tasks that are not growing their business. They're, they're more or less trying to put out fires or doing tasks that somebody else should be doing. So it's a really, really, really simple exercise that frustrates the fuck out of a lot of people. But what I really want you to do is I want you to take a sheet of paper and I want you to draw a cross in it, right? Uh, a long line up, down, vertical, long line, horizontal. Just put the horizontal line towards the top so they cross each other, right? And make a cross. On the top left section of that cross, I want you to write the word revenue. On the top right section, I want you to write non-revenue. And here's all I want you to do. I want you in the left side where the word revenue is, just below that line, I want you to write down every task you've got to do in your business that makes you money, period. What task do you have to do that make you money? And let me, let me clarify. What task puts you in front of your prospects and clients that as soon as they're done, generate revenue for your business? And on the flip side of it, on the right side of that chart, I want you to put down all the tasks that you have to do that don't generate you revenue or money. So as soon as that task is done, you don't get paid, right? Right. Very, very simple. So, so to give you an idea is a sales call, right? Revenue generating. Um, if you're a business coach, a coaching session, revenue generating, non-revenue generating, paperwork, um, uh, most times social media bullshit, um, any sort of accounting type things. Yeah, I get it. Sending an invoice off will get you paid, but uh, but all the activities that leads up to that invoice go on the left side. The actual sending the invoice go on the right side. Okay. Um, and the reason I, I do that is too often operational bullshits getting put in place of growing your business development side of things. So it's about justifying when you should do the task. And we'll talk about that here in a little bit more. And once you have all these different tasks lined out on both sides of this chart, I want you to rank them. So go to the left side chart, all the revenue generating things. I want you to rank them that one to, you know, 10, however many tasks you have, but I really want you to put on there, you know, this task is the number one thing I need to do to generate revenue for my business and whatever that is. You know, um, uh, for for me, it's it's several things, but the number one thing I can do to generate revenue is to create, you know, uh, coaching calls, uh, uh, business development calls, uh, sales DMs, you know, comment, interact on social media that is talking specifically to my avatar. You know, those type of things are are revenue generating and those get ranked on revenue generating then go over to your non-revenue generating things 
And whatever the last number of your revenue generating things becomes the first number in, in non-revenue. So let's say you had nine things over in revenue generating. When you get over to non-revenue generating, that becomes the 10th item and so on and so forth. And the reason I do that is I find that a lot of small business owners don't focus on the business development side of their business. They're focused on the operational shit that's not growing their business. So, so what I always tell all of my clients, um, coaching clients, podcast clients, um, mastermind clients, doesn't matter, is do the business development first and then do operational stuff. Business development first, operational stuff. And by focusing on the revenue first, you can actively start growing and moving your business forward because you're getting all the things done that need to get done to generate revenue. So you can go and do all the things that need to get done to make sure your company functions and works. So what's interesting is, is some of my clients have taken to their mornings are all business development, their afternoons are all operational. Some have said between eight and six is all business development, revenue generating. After six is you know operational. So you know what what I always tell people to do is whatever time of day your prospects, your ideal clients are in a buying mode is the time you need to be in front of them. Some of those you know are earlier in the day. Some of those are later in the day. It just depends on what your product and service is. So whatever they hang out. Whatever time frame mindset they're in, that they're in that buying mode, it's it, that's the prime time you need to be doing revenue generating activities. Okay, um, and one of the ways to find out when they're more apt to be in a buying mode is go someplace where they all hang out. So let's just use Facebook groups because I love those at the moment. You know, um, you know, go to a Facebook group where your ideal client hangs out. And just start asking questions about, you know, how did they run their days? You know, and it'd be interesting is, you know, you can do a post that says something along the lines of, you know, I'm really a morning person. I like to do the the business development and and you know the tough things in my business first thing because I'm at my best and get those things done. Are you a morning or afternoon person? And what you're going to see is you're going to see a lot of comments come back to that post of of people replying to what their their area is and it's very telling you know especially if you know exactly who you're trying to sell to when they're most active because some people do have these night owl clients and if that's the case your business development time needs to be, be when they are right or maybe your 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 clientele are people that work a full-time job so it's afternoon that they're they're in buying mode right so so you've got to understand but but once you know those revenue tasks and those non-revenue tasks man List them out, get the revenue shit done first, then do the non-revenue stuff. I'm telling you, by prioritizing a list like that, it's money. Number three that you need to do to, to make sure you're spending your family time with your family is time blocking. And I know this gets thrown around a lot, but um, let me walk through how I came about time blocking. And I think people get it, an idea about it, but I don't think a lot of people do it right. So time blocking for me means that your calendar should really look like somebody puked all over it, okay? Um, and and it really needs to look like that you've, you've uh, scheduled out your time, your day, your week, everything else thoughtfully. So... What I do to effectively time block, and just so you guys know, time blocking is this art form of scheduling everything in your day from your meals to some people take extremes of restroom breaks. I don't care about your restroom breaks. Um, if you smoke, you're stupid anyway, so I don't care about your smoke breaks. Um, uh, but But it's literally taking every activity you have and giving it a time slot on your calendar. Um, what I've done to go to extremes is I've actually blocked out family time, right? Time I'm going to spend time with my wife to make sure we're taking care of the farm 
or make sure we're sitting down watching a crazy ass TV show, you know, whatever it is time. Now, let me be fully transparent and honest. I'm not telling you that when I'm sitting now with my wife watching a stupid ass forged in fire or, or whatever damn TV show right now, I'm, I'm kind of into this undercover billionaire show. Um, but, but I'm not telling you that I'm not thinking about business. Okay. What I am telling you is, is that is our time that we're going to hang out. We're going to have conversations um, and we're going to spend time together. So sometimes that means watching a stupid Hallmark Channel show or, or watching a movie or something she recorded, right? And allowing her to have her time. You know, you know that also is a honeydew shit, right? Hanging up curtains or working on the house or working care with the animals, right? But just because I'm doing all that stuff, I'm not saying I'm not thinking about the business. I'm just damn sure not going to bring it up, right? I'm damn sure not going to talk about it, right? It, or if some sort of fire comes up, I'm telling her, hey, I know this is our time, right? But give me five minutes and it's going to be better be five minutes. Let me go take care of this, right? So time blocking. What you do to time block, this is the way it works for me. Feel free to try it. Is every task you put in that list up above, give it a color code, right? Um, so no matter what the task is, whether it's meals, networking, business development, social media, whatever it is, podcasting, whatever it is, each task, operational stuff, accounting, you know, collections, whatever, each task gets a color. And then literally on your calendar, you need to place specific time, you know, slots, time blocks for that particular task or activity. So, so like, you know, for me, you know, between six and six ten is my social media grab every morning, which means I'm, I'm going to put up a post, a question, something interactive, you know, anything to, to get the, the, the social media stuff on the grind that morning. Right. And then I'm going to put in there, you know, things like, you know, maybe between seven and nine is operations. Um, nine to noon is going to be all my revenue tasks. Right. So I may have that time slot of nine to noon blocked out for business development. But even inside of that nine to noon, there's going to be a bunch of different color coded tasks and make sure I stay on point. You know, time to record my podcast. They get a certain, you know, uh, color code so I can look at my calendar. And this is the whole point of it is I can look at my calendar and make sure I've got it blocked out properly for all the right activities at all the right times throughout my business, throughout my day. Because when I block out all those times, I can quickly look at my calendar and let's say, you know, business development is, is blue and there's different shades of blue underneath that business development, you know, and that could be LinkedIn DMs, Facebook DMs, uh, Instagram DMs, you know, each one of those has its own shade of blue in there. I can look at my calendar and go, okay, for the next 20 minutes, I'm doing Instagram, you know, DMs. For the next, and after that, the next 30 minutes, I'm doing LinkedIn DMs. Next, you know, 45 minutes after that, I'm going through and doing Facebook DMs, right? All of these activities are planned out because what happens to a lot of times is you're like, okay, I'm going to work on the website today. That should take me an hour. Three hours later, you're still working on the fucking website. And it's because you haven't blocked out that time. And what I found is a couple of things happen. When you know that you've got an hour window, and let's say something broke on your website and you've got to get it up no matter what, right? And then you look at it and go, hey, you got an hour to fix, figure this out and get this up. You're going to be amazed how fast your mind works within that hour to make sure shit happens, right? That's the point of all this is you're training your mind to work in more disciplined timeframes so that you can manufacture your own time versus, you know, not having any control over it whatsoever. And I, the number one question I get here is, Donnie, let's say you're in the middle of, you know, a, a DM round where you're DM all these people and say it's LinkedIn and you're going through it, then the phone rings and it's a client that needs desperate help, this, that, and the other. Cool. Take the client call. Right, right. Take the call, make a note of it, and then finish that activity at the end of the day. 
right? Just make sure it still gets done. What I don't want you to do is be in the middle of, of some sort of sales business development behavior and, you know, something stupid and mundane pops up and you're completely derailed and, and never come back to the activity, right? So I want you to stay the course, you know, all the way through with it. So start looking at your calendar and, and ask it, how do I block off my time um, to, to make sure that everything is moving forward, okay? The next one in the things you can do to make sure you spend more time with your family is to take a freaking walk. Man, let me tell you. So probably if you followed me for any amount of time, you know that I work off my brother's farm and my parents' cabin on the backside of their, their property, right? My farm, I'm so far enough out that we don't get internet signal out there because we're in this valley. It's just very hard to get cell service and, and internet service out there. So I work in my parents' cabin. Um, well, there has been many times running this business that I've felt the weight of the world on my shoulders, my mind, you know, everything just felt heavy and was literally kicking my ass. And I couldn't make a decision. I'm all over the map. Things are just moving 100 miles an hour. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? And at those moments when you're overwhelmed and things are crashing down on you, Go take a fucking walk. Um, I learned this from reading Steve Jobs' story. Actually, I think I listened to it on audio, Audible. But but with, with Steve Jobs, that dude was famous for his walking meetings, right? I mean, he would literally, somebody would want to have a meeting with him. He's like, let's go take a walk. And I don't know if this it did it for him, but I can tell you for me, when I leave technology behind, I leave my phone, my computer, everything behind. And I just go walk through the backwoods and I go walk through the trails and things that they have back there. It's just me and my thoughts. And, and, and what it allows me to do is completely decompress for the moment. Because what I find is, is when you're in it, right. And you're grinding it out and the world's crashing down around you, you've got all this shit going on. When, when you're in it, man, you can literally, Walk, take a walk and start finally figuring this shit. I can't tell you how many times I have been struggling with a project, a process, a decision, you know, whatever else that I've taken a walk and either the answer I was looking for comes to fruition or the answer to something else I was working from pops in my damn head. I mean, it's amazing to me, but you've got to go clear your head because especially if it's only you running your business, right? You don't have those board of directors, those teams, those other operational people, whatever else to ask your questions on. That's why you need a mastermind. Like we, we bring several people in there, you know, as part of, but, but you need to, to clear the mechanism, right? Um, and I always go back to that Kevin Costner movie for the love of the game when he's on a pitching mound and he's getting ready to pitch and all these fans are going off yelling and telling him he's a loser and he sucks and all this noise going off and he's getting ready to pitch and all he says is clear the mechanism and you see this great visual of the crowd fading away all the other players fading away and it just zooms in and, and, and it's just him the baseball player and the umpire it's all he can see and then he just throws the ball right so that but that clearing the mind by taking a break and taking a walk is a beautiful thing. And it allows you to, to get things moving. You know, I always think of that song by in Vogue, you know, free your mind and the rest will follow. And that's it is, is once you free yourself up from all the stress, all everything else, your mind will be able to function again. Right. Um, and it'll be able to operate like it's meant to, like it's supposed to. Um, you know, just some other things you guys can do to make sure you're 
flipping your mindset to time management in the proper way is, you know, get an accountability partner. You know, take out your calendar with all of your color-coded tasks on it. Share it with your accountability partner and say, hey, you know, this is my commitment for the week. Can we meet maybe Friday or maybe Monday next week and talk about how we how we did? Don't make yourself an island, right? Don't make yourself out there strung out so far that you don't know which way is up. Um, you know, make sure you you have everything laid out so that that you know when you sit down with your accountability partner, you guys know what you're talking about, what is working for you, your business, um, and everything else. Um, having accountability partners or people that you can talk about this shit with on a regular basis has been amazing for me in my life. So man, take that, borrow it, steal it, use it. So here's what it is, guys. I mean, this is what it all comes down to. You don't have a time management issue. It's, it's not the fact that you wish you could spend more time with your families. You're choosing to not spend more time with your family. I mean, it's really, really that simple. Whatever you're doing, you like more than, than what you should be doing with your families. And I know that's tough to hear, but I can tell you I've met several multi-million dollar CEOs over the years, and quite a few of them put themselves in the health risk or in the hospital. Some, one guy that I know almost died um, because of the work. I mean, he was just, when, when you're taking care of families and lives and, you know, their, your, their income sources and everything else, you know, that whole business is a lot of work and it's a lot to do on, on you. And um, every one of those guys, once I got on the backside of it said, you know, I should have started outsourcing. I should have brought in team members. I, I should have literally done more things to make sure I wasn't trying to take it all on my my shoulders. And that's, that's what I find a lot of times is the time management issue is really you trying to do all the work yourself um, versus getting it to other people. And I know if you're just starting out a business, barter, trade, you know, bring people in that are good at what they do and, and start really focusing and working on your business, you know, and, and look, you manufacture time. That's the answer, right? Get it done, get it done right. And spend time with those you love. And I'll tell you, we talk a lot about this kind of stuff, you know, in the Facebook group, um, just go to Facebook and type in success champions and, and click on groups. We'll pop up, come hang out with us. Um, I promise you'll, you'll really enjoy, um, the stories and, and listen to everything that, that pops up in that group. It's really become a family of just badasses that are rising together. So, so come hang out and join with us, excuse me. And we have a, a lot of cool things that are coming down the pipes, but do me a favor, guys, leave me a comment, share, like, you know, a message below um, of some of the things that you just got out of this episode. So let me leave you with this thought is if I could leave you with a quote or phrase that you would remember in a tough time, you know, something that you would pull up when you needed it, it would simply be this. You are the master of time. Time is your servant. Manufacture it. Create the time. Outsource the crap you don't want. Focus on your strengths. And really, really start changing your mindset. Become the business owner and watch what happens. Well, there you have it, guys. Top five things entrepreneurs can do to spend their family time not working, right? So, so do me a favor. Uh, if this guy, you've got any value out of this today, share this out uh, uh, to a friend, family member. Anybody that, that you could think would see a value of this, leave me a review wherever you live listen to podcasts. Um, that would mean the world to me. Leave a comment 
you know, um, below um, about your takeaways, what you got out of this, or come over to the Facebook group and leave a message about some of the things you learned during this processes. And I promise you, if you come join Success Champions um, in the group, every Friday we do the Champions Happy Hour, or I come in sometimes with a guest, sometimes with me solo, and we talk everything about business, uh, sales, business development, motivation, mindset, all kinds of great things that keep you rocking and rolling uh, in, in your world. And do me a favor, guys. Go visit our sponsors, Point Blank Safety Services, Icy Tech Coolers. You know, tell them Donnie sent you. Icy Tech, use the coupon promo code SUCCESS for $25 off a cooler. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Stay out of trouble. And we'll catch you soon. And the ground is no place for a champion. Kevin and I have a lot of fun each week recording these episodes and sharing our best thoughts and ideas with you all. Man, we're just proud to, to have you guys as listeners always tuning in. And we really appreciate the messages. We get the DMs, the emails, and the likes from you guys with questions and ideas for future shows. And that just means the world to us. We really are changing how the world networks. We've poured our heart and soul into Success Champions Networking, and it continues to grow. So if you haven't checked out a chapter and you're looking for a mastermind group of pure, absolute badasses that understand that giving introductions are way more powerful than referrals, go to successchampionnetworking.com and request a visit. And thanks for being you. Thanks for being a champion of your success, because that's what it means to be a success champion.